Blog Talk Radio. and you're listening to Live Without Limits, The Dreams Come True with the Right Mindsets. And today's presentation is Emotional Resilience, How to Start Building Your Ability to Adapt. Now, before I get into this, the one thing that I want to say is everyone has feelings and emotions and react in certain situations to to whatever's going on around them in the environment. And we have a natural fight or flight reflex, meaning are you going to stand and fight? Are you going to take care of yourself and get out of that bad situation? Life is filled with roller coaster of events and motions. At times, it's easy to get overwhelmed. We've all been there, and most of us know how unpleasant that can be, especially if you let your thoughts and emotions run away with you. Yet, you can get back in the driver's seat and stay in control. This all comes down to your emotional resilience. Emotional resilience involves you getting to cope mentally and emotionally and ultimately stay in control of any negative emotions. This allows you to roll with the punches and ride that wave of life as opposed to being thrown around by it. You know, it's like, look at it as a storm. And when that comes in, you have to get out of the way because if you're outside when it's lightning and it strikes the tree near you or it can strike you personally, that's a bad experience. Often you will find that certain people get really upset when they are, even though they're in a house or they're in a car where they're safe, still have a bad reaction to certain behaviors, like being out in a storm. And most of that is secondary. And why is that secondary? Because it may be something that you learned from a parent who experienced it personally. And so what happens? They, every time after they experience something, they react the same way the next time they're in that same situation. And then what happens to a young child? They see the parents, they see how scared they are, and then they tend to start reacting in the same way. So you have to know whether it's something that's personal, that you experience, and understandably why you're reacting that way, or if it's secondary, but it's something that never really happened to you personally.
personally. So let's dig into the topic a bit more. What makes someone emotionally resilient? And how can you become more resilient? What makes a person resilient? You might look at your friends or family and wish you could be as resilient as they are. You see, they gracefully handling life's adversities, bouncing back and pitfalls, and generally succeeding in all they set out to do. So what gives? Here's the thing. Emotional resilience is determined by a combination of factors, including genetics. If your family is good at it, you're more likely to get or be good at it also. Environment, situational context, and personal history. At the same time, genetics are only a small piece of the equation. And this means that you have more control than you realize when it comes to being more emotionally resilient. At the same time, it's interesting to note that experts pinpoint state of your relationship with your parental guardian as one of the significance in regard to emotional resilience. Your resilience is probably quite high if you were well-loved and cared for as a child. On the other hand, you might struggle if you had a traumatic childhood, but the good news is that you can learn. Now, I grew up with a disability at a time when there were very, very few laws, if any, governing the rights for people with disabilities, the right to an education, the right to employment, and and really the life, the ability to live and wherever you wanted to and be self-sufficient. And my parents tended to follow those guidelines. But here's the other thing. I had a father that grew up in a home where there was a lot of physical abuse. I had a mother that grew up in a home where there was a lot of emotional and verbal abuse. Their relationship was not based on mutual respect or love. What it was based on was mutual need and companionship. My father was a lawyer. He liked to give dinner parties for other lawyers and judges. My mother became the chief cook and bottle washer, in essence, for those parties. My mother wanted financial security, and that's what she got with my father. And together, they made a very dysfunctional family and created a dysfunctional home for their children to grow up in. To the point that I now have a sister that next week turned 73, and yet, what does she do all day? She sleeps all day. Why? Because she has no goals. Because she was constantly told, you can't live on your own. You can't think for yourself. You can't hold a job. And the fact that after my father passed away, she's lived on Social Security and Veterans Administration benefits 
and has never been employed, has never had to, to make decisions for herself. So we remember, if this is what's happening to you, this is the kind of thing that's going to happen later in life. That, and the thing for me was that whenever anyone told me I couldn't do anything, it was like putting a red flag in front of me and daring me to prove them wrong. And there were times that once I couldn't get gainful employment and I knew I had the education to go out and work, but no one was giving me the opportunity to prove myself. And Social Security said to me, you're employable? Well, I struggled. I had low-paying, underskilled jobs because that's all I could get. And while I was doing that, I wanted to use my education by starting my own business. And when I told my mother what I wanted to do, with my business, all she heard was, I wanted her money, and I never even asked her for a dime. The thing is that she was coming at it from the standpoint of what she would have been asking for, not what I was truly asking for. So you got to recognize how those things play on your emotions and how you react. But the difference is that today I'm a much stronger person. I'm, a, I'm very resilient, and once everything went online, then for me, income changed simply because what I did offline is currently what I'm doing online, and that I was a speaker and a trainer and getting into corporations, but because I didn't have the mobility to get there, it wasn't as lucrative, but now that I'm able to take this, create the same courses and put them online in e-learning platforms and my own membership sites, then things have turned around for me. But that's because I'm very independent-minded, and it also falls back on what my personality is. So remember how resilient you are emotionally really depends on who you are because in my case, I'm a high DI, which means I have a dominant interpersonal skills, whereas my sister is very reserved and introspective and needed to be encouraged, but because no one was out there encouraging her to do anything, she just doesn't know what to do for herself. This means that you have more control than you realize when it comes to being more emotionally resilient. At the same time, it's interesting to note that experts can pinpoint the state of your re relationship with your parents or guardian as one of the significant in regard to emotional resilience. You re your resilience is probably quite high if you were well-loved and cared for as a child. On the other hand, you might struggle. You had a traumatic childhood, but the good news is that you can learn. What are the seven C's of resilience? Building emotional resilience comes down 
to seven key processes, including the seven C's. One being control. Two major things that people need in their life is control and connection. You need to feel in control of your own life. As a team, a partner, this can sometimes feel very limiting. You might find that you cater more to your partner than yourself, or you may find your parents are rather strict. Ideally, you want the room to be able to think for yourself and make your own decisions. This can lead to a better ability to cope later on down the line. As children, as young children, we depend on our parents to give us the right messages, and if they're not giving us the right messages, well, what happens? The messages they're giving you are so embedded in your brain that you keep repeating themselves. If you have a parent that's encouraging and supportive, then you're learning to be independent. If you have one that's very controlling and very negative, then what is that doing? That's holding back your emotions. What that's doing is it's giving you low self-esteem so that you lack the ability to believe in yourself and only when you get counseling or therapy and learn how to take control of your own life instead of having to depend on someone else, then and only then are you able to accept and live the quality of life that you were meant to live. Competence. When we feel competent, we feel confident. We are able to push our comfort zone and be okay with that. By developing skills we already have, we can also develop new skills or strengths, helping us expand our emotional resilience even further. Meaning, when you have good control of your life and you can make the choices for yourself, and always remember this, that formal schooling may be over, but learning never ends because technology is constantly changing, different things are coming into your life, learning how to be in effect the decision maker. This is why it's so important for you to begin to have more control of yourself. Confidence. Confidence gives us the ability to explore new endeavors and even coping strategies. It also gives us the perspective that we will be okay no matter what. Guiding you toward bouncing back all come into different situations of, and how are we gonna handle them? And even though you may struggle at times, it just teaches you. I can remember that there were times that when I had no family support systems and my income fluctuated and I couldn't always keep the rent paid, I was homeless at times. 
And because I had knew that going back and staying with my mother was never the answer because she was so negative. And for her, it would be validation that she could criticize me. She could control me. She could do what she wanted. And then what would happen, she had no contact with me for months at end. And then when we would come back, uh, connect again, she was nice to me. But then all of a sudden, she, it didn't take long, but she would fall back into old behaviors because that's the only way she knew how to treat people. And for me to be where I am today, I had to go through what I went through, and I knew that being around my family was not the answer. Connection. You probably saw this one coming. Connection is essential for every single person. It gives us a sense of community and belonging, something that is undeniably important when you're going through a rough patch in life, meaning that even though we struggle at times, even though we, we, we come through situations where it can, it can it's hitting us in the face and that when you look at inflation, when you look at, at the changing job market and having to adapt to that changing job market, well, what happens that so many people, because they did not learn about the changes, because they did, were not willing, because they're so set in their ways, and their personality is such that everything has to be so structured. They just can't handle any of the changes as it's occurring. Therefore, what happens? They don't know how to cope in, in those situations. They don't know how to get through it. And we see them struggle with certain emotions. This is, and knowing who you are, knowing how you deal with something, having a support system is so important. Character. This is your moral compass, what you stand for, and your values. Knowing these and being confident in them can help you overcome particularly stressful situations. You will see people who all of a sudden, when they deal with, with situations that they, they, they don't know how to deal with, that, you know, and I'm going to go back to this, that when you're a young child growing up, your family brings you up in the church. As a teenager, you uh, start becoming more and a little bit more independent. So what happens? Then all of a sudden, you, you start trying things and doing things that may not be in coordination with the religion. Then as you get older and you go to work and you, and you get married, then you go back to religion. And yet I've heard people say, oh, I was born again. Well, it's not like you were really born again as much as you're just going back to practicing the religion that you were brought up in. But here's the kicker. You may not be 
going back to this, the specific church or the specific, you know, and, and you have preachers out there that want to proselytize you and tell you how to come to God and what to believe. Well, it's to me, it's more of a personal relationship that you have with God and how you deal with it. So understanding that and it's practicing your religion is your values. How you treat other people is also part of your values. And if you're going to treat them according to religious doctrine, then you're being very prejudiced in how you are treating the people around you. So always remember, you have to accept people for who they are and, and stop trying to control them, even when it comes to your religion. Coping. There is healthy coping and unhealthy coping. It's important to every person to develop healthy coping mechanisms, such as self-care strategies, relaxation techniques to help get you through the turbulent times. And this is really where it all comes, from, comes down to, is how you are going to relate to the people around you and how you are going to react in those situations. And, you know, we all have to learn to take care of ourselves, to take care of what makes us happy. And you, when, a lot of times you will find someone saying that because they don't want to accept the fact they can control their lives, it's like, oh, this happened or that happened or so-and-so did this or so-and-so did that. Well, you know, that those things, it doesn't come from outside sources, whether or not you're happy or not. It comes from inside you. Your emotions come from how you, uh, come from how you react based on your experience in those situations. Remember, we talked earlier about how your experience can be personal or it can be secondary based on whether or not you experienced it personally or you learned to react that way based on how your parents reacted. Contribution. Helping others actually means that you're more likely to ask for help also. It fosters a community of sharing approach where we learn one another and rely on one another. And this is where your support groups come in. And it's also so important that when you're looking at those support groups that you look at how whether or not the other people in there are coming from the same place as you are because how you really need to be with people who have the same experiences as you have. How do I build emotional resilience? Now, my 
let's get to it. How could you build your emotional resilience? Inevitably, you can't just erase life differences. Thus, it comes down to coping with them. So how can you do what you do so that you can do that? Here are some steps that you can take today. Set boundaries. We all need boundaries. And I can tell you that often parents may not recognize their children's boundaries or they don't want to, but you have to realize that everyone needs boundaries. And it's like, when, what's your space? And what's that edge of that space that once they get too close to you, that it's already in your space. So understanding where your boundaries are is so important. Accept life and yourself for all that you are. You can absolutely want to be better or improve something about yourself and accept yourself at the same time. These are never mutually exclusive. So, who are you? Do you like yourself first before you can can really get along with someone else? You have to first like who you are. Balance your life with routine and good mix of work and play, meaning that what you do every day becomes a habit, and you need to have good habits in how you react to different situations. Allow yourself to fail and make mistakes. This is just part of life, and we all make mistakes, but how you react to it is just what and how you treat people around you. And learn that when you have a goal in life, that you, there's 10 different ways you can get there. The first couple of tries may not be the right one, so you're failing. But don't let that failure stop you from going. You have to keep going in life. You just have to learn to adapt. Use self-care or relaxation techniques regularly to look after your number one person, you. And this means years ago, I can remember, there used to be tapes out there, and now it's music. But if you know how to use it and, and just tighten up to where you feel the tension and then just relax and let go of it. The best way for you to learn to let go. Find ways to express yourself. Dancing around in your kitchen, yes, this counts. Or getting crafty and antsy at some point. Begin recognizing your triggers. Do you usually feel overwhelmed when you say yes to too many things? Do you find that you need a night a week to yourself when you have slept and 
all your triggers worse. Figuring this out can help you understand yourself better. Practice self-compassion and help you fill in the gaps where you need to feel compassion. Building resilience takes time. You won't hit a home run right off the bat. This means you'll probably still get overwhelmed more than a few times. Help pat yourself on the back if you're starting to do something about it and find ways to quell these feelings of overwhelm. Or as Steve Maraboli says, life doesn't get easier or more forgiving. We get stronger and more resilient. And understanding that is what's going to help you get to where you want to be. And emotional resilience is so important in how you relate to what's going on around you. So, how do you cope mentally and emotionally with your life? And remember, you can go to my website, and that's the number one personal career coach and you can sign up for either individual or group coaching, or you can take part and take some of my courses that will teach you and work with you on how to improve your ability to react in certain situations.